baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. You're listening to Talk About Gay Sex Podcast, the weekly podcast that dissects all topics related to gay sexuality with host Steve Rodriguez and his co-hosts Jeremy Ross Lopez and Steve Carpenter. Be sure and visit us at tagspodcast.com. That's T-A-G-S podcast.com, where you can check out our blog, contact us, and subscribe to get updates and more. Now let's get into some gay talk with host Steve Rodriguez. Steve Rodriguez here, and I'm actually solo today in Oakland, California. Solo, I'm with you. However, I'm, I'm with my, I'm not with my co-host, but I am with my, one of my best friends of all time, older brothers, brothers, Kevin Thomas. Kevin. Now I feel like I'm here. When you said I'm alone, it's like for a second I almost cried. Yeah, this would not be a good show if I was here alone. Um, no, oh, no, I've heard, I've, I've heard your podcast. I like the one where you were outside on the swing naked oh, alone. Oh my god! Yeah, no one can let me live that live that one down. That was super um, um, revealing in many ways. Um, but we all have those stories. I, maybe someday I'll um, turn that into like a one of those you know coming of age gay stories. And and. Said you were naked. It's coming, coming. Yes, a coming. Yeah, coming of age. Because we all don't need another like you know typical coming of age traditional story. But we can never not have enough come. Exactly, exactly. And we'll get more into that. But how are you? I am so good. It's so nice to see you in our old stomping grounds where we're from, the East, the Bay Area, Oakland in particular. We love. Yep, exactly. And it's the sun is shining. I just flew in from New York, where it was still even. Though it's spring, it's feeling like winter. So this is just a treat in many, many ways. Um, for you. You've been on the show before, and you listened to the show, and I loved when you were on. We were in Las Vegas when we first did the yeah, show. Yeah, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, but since I've talked to you, or since you've been on the show at least, you have a brand new website. I do. It's always been in development, and I'm still tweaking it. Well, not tweaking like a drug, but <laughs> um, realkev.com if anybody wants to follow me in the arts and the bear world. And it's real, like movie real, because I'm not real in real life. I'm more of a cinematic real. R-E-E-L-K-E-V.com. Exactly, exactly. And on there, you have the Real Kev Show, which is you've been developing. It's on YouTube. Right, and I'm also working on funding for a second season, and um, hopefully that all works out. Excellent, excellent. We will support that. And don't you have a bear blog? Yes. Oh, and you know, I'm sorry, I probably blew everyone's ear out with that excited <laughs> no. yes. But um, I do have a bear blog, and it's my lazy way of a book. Years ago, I wrote a book called A Bear's Tale, colon, a blography. I love, oh. I made up that word. A blography on one man's journey to love. I love that. But you know, when you write it yourself, it just sits there. I don't. I mean, I think it was fun and nice, but I don't want to reread it for proofreading. So I decided to take a chapter out of one of my favorite writer's books, 
Armistead Maupin. Who we love, Tales I, of the City. Yes, and that started as a column in the Chronicle. Well, today a column is a blog. So I'm posting twice a week. I take one from my book, so now I'm having to proofread it, but in small segments. I'm calling that a TBT, a throwback Thursday. Love it. And then on Mondays, I do something brand new about dating and having sex and whatever it takes in the bear world, or my world, because I'm a big, big, hairy gay man. I love that. And so, in essence, you could it's like a, a book that develops as, as you know, as you read it, you're seeing new chapters come along right, every week. Trying. Or later, maybe you'll put it all together, too, right? right? The, the fun way is if I do, like, t- two a week, then I'm forced to have to take a segment of my life, proofread it, edit it, post it, and then maybe if it's successful and everybody likes it or I'm done, I could then try to turn it into a, a book that's print or you could read online. Kind but, of workshopping it too. Like you, you like know, to do when like when you go to the La Jolla Playhouse and see... Yes, I love workshops. Yeah, exactly. And originally when I did it, like every man I went out with, the chapter was titled His Name, but that's boring in a blog. You know, I post it on Facebook and Twitter. So I'm having to come up with like more fun names. Like today... Um, is a Thursday, so Throwback Thursday. And the right. one I did, um, I don't know when we're airing this, so... Um, uh, soon, but not okay. yet. Well, recently, yes. this way it sounds like we're so live, um, <laughs> my my um, blog was called... Um, um, oh, God, I forgot what it was called real quick. Oh, um, oh, it would be funny, especially you were recording this, if I could remember the title. It was like A Dark Night... Um, Oh, a booty call with the dark night. K n i k n i g h d. A booty call with a dark night. Right. K-N-I- I love that. Because I I went out with this guy one of my early early so throwback Thursday. I'm in my twenties. Right. Now I'm in my fifties, but the, he always wanted to be called Doctor Knight. Like he used his first name too, which I'm not doing because he's still alive, and I want people to hound him. But right. you know, every time I'd phone him, he had, he had that upper crust talk. Hi, oh, Kevin. This yeah. is Doctor Knight. So I would call him. He's always Doctor Knight. He'd phone me at home. Hi, this is Doctor Knight. <laughs> okay, and he's not a doctor. No, he's a uh, scholar doctor. So oh, he's, um, oh, okay. So he worked at a major university, nice. and like he was probably. In, I thought he was old, but uh, he's probably younger than I am now. But I was in my twenties, one of my early sexual things. But that was a fun little chapter. And then last week, I had an American in Paris for my Throwback Thursday. That guy oh. actually got his permission because I used his picture. I was like 35. I was the older guy in that one because he just turned 21. Ooh, okay. And I went to Paris. I always wanted to go, but I didn't see a lot of it because we were in bed for three days nonstop. That part of that's part of what Paris really is is like you know the passion and the sex and the so I mean I think you saw Paris in a oh, great way. Oh, I saw Paris. Yeah, I, who I needs that Eiffel Tower when you've got one in bed? Oh, I saw the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yes, we called his penis the bonus because he had sent me early pictures, and I saw like I go, "Are you packing heat down there?" He goes, "Oh no, it's just shadows." Well, when I got him into bed. And I reached in that underwear. I could never find the end of his cock. Oh, my God. I kept taking it out. I go, oh, my God. I could put out a fire with his hose. Wow. Yeah. So you got your Eiffel Tower. You got you in Paris. Wow. Yes. I, I got Paris. Well, these are great because um, maybe more of these stories will come out. Um, because one of the topics of this show I wanted to explore, and I'm going to explore it in other episodes as well, is um, sex and aging. And we were talking offline before we started the show. Then we had to shut up because we thought that we're saying the best things and no one's hearing but us. Right, right. The stuff on the cutting room floor. But actually, so we're like, let's press record. But a lot of people, like I had a friend um, tell me, because I was just going to ask somebody else to be on the show. And he said, wait a minute. Did they say no and I'm a replacement? No, okay, that's not a joke. Because I, I did, did I not preface that I want to have multiple people and this I, is going to be... I did, but I just tried to add a little humor to the podcast. Yes, and we know. and as you said offline, we are all aging. And so you had a friend of yours tell you, what, you're going to be on a podcast? About old people. About, yeah, you're not old. And it's and I love that you didn't take it personally that no, way. No, I'm not old. Um, even if I was older, where people consider old, I think I'm mentally young, I'm very active, but no matter what age you are, you are aging. Every single day, we're aging. Exactly, exactly. And particularly with sex, and when you first, you know, you mentioned on that one podcast that I did, that's that solo one, which is, you know, very revealing about how I grew up and 
there's so many reflective moments on what helped me mature to become the gay man that I am today. But again, I'm still evolving and changing and continue to. So, I mean, I think it is relevant and important that we talk about some of these issues. And I guess my first question would be, you know, when, when you think of sex and aging, when was the first time you were actually having sex with men? Well, you know, I kind of came out late. I was, I was just finishing college. And um, I know a friend of mine, I, you know, of course, we're born gay. I don't want anyone to think you're turned gay. I, I'm sure your audience doesn't think that, but I hate when people think, oh, you, went, you became gay in your 20s. Like, no. Right. I just wasn't, it wasn't obvious It laid dormant, maybe. Right. Yeah. And then a friend of mine said, hey, Kevin, I'm gay. And all of a sudden I said, me too. He oh. goes, what? I go, no, I realize you just said it. You're not, the, you're not a different person. You're the same person. So I'm gay. Right, and you kind of went on with it, yeah. And then, oh, my early, when I was the young gay guy, I I mean, I really seen way too many movies. I was like, (laughs) I was like the little girl that goes to Broadway to be a star, you know? You were going to tackle the, yeah. Yes, I wanted to go on dates where I was courted and we had dinner. I mean, and I still love that, but gay really... To me, here's the perfect gay date. You meet someone, you connect, you have sex, you have fun, and then you go to dinner. Exactly, exactly. Or you go home. But right. I mean, I am looking for love, so I do like, if I feel a connection with somebody, even sexually, and mm-hmm. we have nice pillow talk, I want to know more. And really, if you do the sex part first, right. and then you go to dinner, you're, you're lighter in bed. I mean, who wants to fuck after you've had pasta? No one. Yeah, right. no, not at all. That's, that's, the straight people do that. They, they pick the girl up, they go to pasta steak dinner, have a little tiramisu. Wine and, and dine. And then they're full. And tired, and yeah, no. Yeah, I am so much better and flexible and do flips in bed if I'm hungry. So is it fair to say that when you first started having sex... And you realized I'm. You admitted I am gay as well. Were were the men all over the place in terms of age groups? Did you look towards? Because I actually looked for um, more mature men to have sex with, and I was always attracted to that. A little bit older than than me. I was the stupidest out of the closet person ever. Well, first to this day, I don't really have an age thing. So when you talk about aging, right? I can go. I mean, when I went to Paris, I was in the thirties. I went with a twenty-one-year-old. I'd still go out with a twenty-one-year-old as long as he doesn't look like a boy, act like. I don't want to go out with a boy. I want to go out with a man. Right. So if they have some maturity level, and Europeans, I think, are more mature than Americans. But yes, um, I I don't mind going out with sixty. I haven't gone to seventy yet, but. I always think it's a connection that you make. Um, a com- you know, it's the, the chemistry. For dating, yes. Right. And, but even for sex, you could look at all these great pictures. Right. Like, I remember one in my early days, um, this guy was so hot, and he looked just like his pictures, but I really like a manly man, so when I met him and he had that, oh, hello, Kevin, I'm, I'm Joey. <laughs> right. Like, you know, that's... You that's know, fine, but right. yeah. I mean, a lot of people could like that, but to me... You know, I want the guy to have rough hands because he worked on my car, but yet I don't want to work on the car myself. And throw you down. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, as a big bear, Mm -hmm. to me, I like, for body-wise, I usually like bigger, I like muscular, stocky. Like, to me, if they're a chubby like I am, Mm -hmm. and if I want a chubby, I'll just masturbate. But I want to be able to roll around in a bed with somebody that I don't think I'm going to get hurt. Right. So 130 pounds, I could do it, but I'm afraid I'm going to hurt him. But yet... Chemistry and attraction. I went out with this really short, thin guy once. He was really hot and sexy, and he drove me crazy. So I try not to say I only like this. I do have preferences. Right. But I say this about everything I do. Baskin Robbins has 31 flavors, and sometimes (laughs) I like different tastes. True, true. Um, I mean, and when I think about, like, the times I've had my early sexual experiences, and they were both here in the Bay Area, one of them was with the guy that sort of stalked the gymnastic team that I was on at, at Berkeley. And I know this because he had, you know, he knew all the other, gym, the other allegedly gay gymnasts like myself. And I was, I guess, his latest conquest. And he was really tall. He was probably early 30s, but of course I was 19. And 6'2". And, you know, you probably would have liked him because he was like hairier and, and bigger. And I ended up 
hanging out with him, going to his place in Richmond, hanging out across this, uh, across from him. And I remember he said in his condo, I'm just going to go upstairs and change really quick. And I said, okay. So I just, I was nervous. He comes down in these short shorts. Now, mind you, it was like 1990. So it was like short shorts. And he's sitting across from me with his leg crossed and all of a sudden, like his balls hanging out, but like on purpose, like I think that was his way of seducing me. And I mean, I was looking right at it crotch too, but it was slightly like, I don't know, cheesy, but also I was intrigued. And somehow he gave me the, and I'm doing air quotes, the tour of his condo. And we ended up, you know, in his bedroom and the clothes came off and I literally climbed on top of him. He was hairy. And so I was like intrigued by that. Like I was going to ride him, but I no sooner like we're gyrating and I came all over him because it was, I was excited, but I was also repulsed and I got off of him and like put my clothes on and had to like leave. And so it wasn't, was it you were excited? Cause it was, that, was that your first time? One of the first times, yeah. Because sometimes I've gotten, I mean, part of the aging part that I enjoy is I don't come so quick. I mean, sometimes I do, but... Yeah, that's... But my first few times, you just, a man touched me, I could shoot it. Right. Because, you know, it's something you haven't experienced. I remember my first gay thing I did, um, after I said I was gay, I I couldn't even go to Fremont where we grew up. I went to Hayward to the adult bookstore to rent a porn movie. Of Gay course. Porn. And I you could, lived near... I could walk to a porn I know store. exactly which one, because yeah, I used but, to sneak over there. But I couldn't like go to the porn place I could walk to, because if I'm ever at the Subway sandwich Your next moms. door, and my mom, they're going to say, hey, do you want to rent that movie again? So I go to Hayward. Right. I go into a little old lady is working, like, damn it, bitch, why are you working? Right. And she's like... <laughs> Because I was so shy there. She's like handing me movies like Shave Beavers or Hot... Oh, so she was cool. Well, she was giving me... Well, she did work in a porn store, so she's cool. But she's giving me straight porn. Oh. No, no. and and the third one, I go, I want something of a different type. And then she handed me this movie called Huge Three. Oh. Big Dick Cover. I go, that's what I want. Wow. The first time in my life, I saw part three without seeing part one or two. <laughs> um, I don't think those matter as much. No, no, it didn't matter at <laughs> and all. Particularly, I mean, you're a movie buff, so that would be totally. But yeah, not I would never see like um, some other movie part three. But yeah. Huge three was really, really wow. good. Wow. Just curious, did you see one and two ever? <laughs> I probably didn't, but I did know because isn't it, it weird how some of those porns don't cast like the same people? Yeah, like, it's just a title. Yeah, but they would be smart if they really like built upon. You know, one and and then like, oh, that same cast is in two and three. Okay, Steve. I, well, I'm just, I know you watch a lot of good movies too. Yes. But really, I mean, porn's best thing is to have hot dick you want to see come all over your face. I'm just thinking ass. you could get more people if you got a lot of, you know, I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, but but I did realize in those early days because. I, because you know, I used to cheat a little. I did air quotes too, where I would get like hustler. Because right. you can go to the Seven Eleven, people don't think you're gay, but they had dicks in Hustler. Like Playboy didn't have dicks, yeah, but there's dicks next to pussies, right? So in Hustler, at least I'd see a dick. But the first time I got a magazine where two men just even touched each other, I was so titillated by that. That seems so normal to me. So I was so excited. Just you know, one muscle guy with his hand on some other shoulder was so sexy because well, it, in muscle worship, right? Right. Which I now appreciate more than when I was younger. And and so I could see where that could be something that would be hot. But you liked it then. Right. Oh, and to me, because I like to be tossed, I, I mean, my big thing is someone with super muscles that just never end. I mean, those are the ones that I could be like you with your first experience. Sometimes if you're so hot and I just grab that arm that is so fucking muscular, I'd probably just shoot my pants. <laughs> well, here... Here's a question, though, because two things came out of what you just said. But one, have you found that your tastes have changed? Like, I I know you, and it seems like your tastes have been pretty much consistent. Maybe the ages have changed a little bit. But it sounds like you've always liked a man. You've always liked big muscles. Um, or tell me, have um, sexual... The only way they've changed a little is I do sometimes get attracted to someone a little softish like me. But really, that's part of the chemistry part. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, you are 
Sometimes people just, you have a connection in chemistry with, and you can, like my one long-term boyfriend I ever had, which always is sad to me when I say that, because I'm like 50s and I had one long-term boyfriend, he was balding. Okay. At that time, I would say, I'm not interested in balding, but I met him, I was so attracted to him, he was so sexy to me. It was always, Wasn't he Italian from Italy? Oh, well, you know, that's my favorite flavor. Yes. Italian. Here we go. <laughs> so, here we go. So, um, that probably helped the attraction part, but... The it, international aspect, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but see, so it's hard to like want to make a list because then you think, just because I cut one thing off the list, I'm going to maybe miss the opportunity for someone really good. So if, if, you know, we were inventing Kevin's perfect date, balding at the time, wouldn't have been on it, so I never would have met him. Right. And I met this really nice five foot four guy that, you know, I normally would say like my favorite height, six four, but I like the five foot four guy. So I try not to close the door. I try to let the chemistry part dictate my heart and my dick. I like that. I like that. Well, one of the things I had talked about in that early episode, the solo one, was that there weren't a lot of options in terms of what I was seeing in the uh, in the magazines, those gay magazines. Most of them in the eighties, maybe early nineties, were blonde, hairless, chiseled, kind of um, blue eyed models for the most part right and they were handsome but that really is and they were vanilla of the 31 flavors right and so i've found my tastes have changed also i was a gymnast so many of the fellow gymnasts that i you know if i would be attracted to them were fit that bill and i wasn't around a lot of ethnic looking men and so that was just the taste, you know, of course, now there's, I find I'm into darker looking Latin guys, not exclusively, but, you know, I found just because of the mere fact that there's more visibility of people of different looks. And, and then the other thing is that, you know, we had to look for these magazines. You had to drive to Hayward. Nowadays, like our, my co-host Jeremy grew up at a time where he could, he he would sneak into the computer when his parents weren't there and he would delete all the you know the cookies the cookies and all that and he got to see porn which a lot of people do it was so easy today oh, so he, and we were talking offline about twitter and porn oh yes <laughs> oh, right you so, didn't know what oh so um you know just like you i i try to use social media to help my arts. Yes. Best way to reach people. If you write a review, want somebody to go to a show or read your blog, put it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So I only, you know, I'm not Mr. Twitter professional. I mean, I, I'm good at tagging and stuff. But anyway, the point of this story is I thought if I liked something, I only saw it. I mean, you could have total security where no one could see anything, but I like people to be able to look at stuff you do and whatever. And I was telling Kevin, well, what's the big deal if people see that you liked, you know, another blog or somebody else's article that they wrote about it? I liked a lot of big dick shooting cum and faces (laughs) on asses. So when I realized I had somebody else look and they go, oh my, because I used to use that as like, oh, I need to knock one off. Let me just go to my Twitter likes and find a one minute big cock shooting. Kind of like your bookmarks. Yes. (laughs) So when I realized the whole world could see that and, you know, I mean, I love talking about sex, but that's not all I am, and I don't want people trying to take my Real Kev show about entertainment um, reporting and um, web series to think it's, oh, he's the porn guy. So um, I had to delete all my likes on Twitter for all the cock. What I did, though... Can you do that? Well, yeah, just unlike him. Oh, okay. But what I did then, after I unliked him... I then sent myself a direct message. Oh my so God. So now I have, so if ever at 2 a.m. and I just need to rub one out because I couldn't sleep for some reason. And, you know, sometimes as gay men, we love to do that. It helps you take a nap. True. I'll just, oh, I'll just watch that one minute of the double penetration. That's a sure bet. Yeah. Yes. But but the people that like you liked, are they? don't you feel bad that like now they, they don't have your love anymore? Well, you're so funny about that. But you do know that the ones with, Cox and come, they have so many likes that they're not going to notice out of their 58,000 likes. That they lost one. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, I would notice if someone stopped liking one of my 12 likes, but um, <laughs> still, by the way, go to um, Real Kev on Twitter and like stuff. But, exactly. And, and R-E-E-L, sorry. You know, we are in self-promotion. But I was so embarrassed and I still laughed about, oh my God, look at all these cum shots of 
people. But anyway, that's how accessible porn is. You could just tweet it. Well, and, and back to, you know, one of the issues of sex and aging is, you know, checking out porn and, and just all the fun things that are involved with that. But it is a phenomenon how you used to have to drive to Hayward. Um, and I used to have to, you know, go to the bookstore near you and try and sneak and then a picture hide and hide room. it in my room. And, and it was the, the VHS tapes that oh, would John. get stuck. So and do you talk about aging? Let's have the VHS tapes. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's how we got our porn. And if you but liked a scene, you, the, you had to rewind it and hope that, you know, the machine didn't stop the tape and, and damn Steve, it. I should have helped you with the early porn days of your life because what I had to do, due to <laughs> complete embarrassment for having to go rent it, that's where I'd still be shy. I bought a second VCR. Oh. I would rent it one time and copy it. Oh. I probably shouldn't say that because now the police are coming. And right. then you return the one and you can watch Hung 3 every day for months, rewind all you want. I'm talking about when I was like at my parents' house and... There was only one machine, and I had to, you know, I didn't have enough money to buy another recorder, although I I could have come to you and I guess probably gotten, you know, you could have helped me out on on theft. um, I won't name her name, um, but you can if you'd like, but we have a mutual person in our life, and early on in my, because I lived with my mother, and early on in my gay porn stuff, she would come over, because... Really, what woman wouldn't want to see two dicks? You know what I mean? <laughs> Is this my sister, maybe, by Oh, chance? well, I don't want to name names, but right, um, right. it could be. Um, and this is a good sign to see if she listens on a regular basis. Exactly, if right. if she doesn't comment on this, you'll know. <laughs> right. But we just sat really close to the TV with the volume on three, because really, who needs the volume? It's probably done yeah, anyway. Yeah, right. But we would like, okay, just check out some gay porn together. Oh, you mean so you wouldn't hear the, oh, uh, Right, because, uh, yeah. you know, my mom's in the next room, but right. we sat there with a the remote control in her hands. And you know, of course, too, when I'm with your sister, I'm not jacking off. Right, yeah, right. Let's, let's not have people think, oh, He's there naked with Steve's sister. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to see, see that. <laughs> Thank you. You're um, welcome. Yeah, <laughs> Lisa Kudrow in the comeback. Yes. Um, oh, and the remix since we're on that could be the comeback, right? Or right. the come on your back. Exactly, but it is a phenomenon that now you know kids today. I'm I'm grateful though that we I didn't grow up with um, you know internet porn and all that because. I feel like I had to work a little, I came a little late to it. I had to work harder to get to it. I feel like I would be too distracted, too, way too much, and not get anything done, my schoolwork, if, if it was that readily available. No, I so, almost was going to disagree with you, but you're right. I mean, I think when you're younger, I mean, really, titillation, sexuality, coming, sex, nudity, whatever you like, is on your mind a lot more. Right. Exactly. So, because I think I, when you were first talking, think, oh, I would love to have grown up with that, but I probably too would have been like, you know, looking at stuff all day long, right? Like, like kids do with games, or younger people, do, or even adults. I don't want to be an ageist, but no, you're right. For from the younger's perspective, especially new to sexuality, it's kind of when you learn something. When you're new to sexuality, you got to get all the studying and that you can get. Yeah, and it, it is. It, it, you're kind of on the edge in some ways of it's, it's, which is kind of exciting in some ways. It's scary at the time, but it's also exciting on what you can get away with. Um, one of the, um, I don't know if it's related or sex and aging, but one of the phenomenons that I find in porn these days is. Um, Guys that will shoot porn kind of happenstance where they'll be in, in like a public bathroom and they'll say, you know, met this guy and it's clearly in between a stall or they're taking a risk and, you know, somebody next to them peeing at the mall. And not that we have malls in, in New York, but wherever it could be. And, but I, so you see this online tumblr but people are actually doing this today do you like that kind of public baseball fans bet mgm is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season step into the batter's box for bet mgm swing for the fences free to play game pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing if you get a single 
double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Um public sex kind of thing. Do I like to watch it or do you know, it? And the reason it does really is, is because it's it's old school. Back in the day, a lot of this is what men used to do because there weren't a lot of places to go to have, to find men to have sex. And so this was just one of the ways. Um, but the newer phenomenon now is to kind of record those, put them on Tumblr. And so it's kind of this, you know, hybrid of both, which is interesting. But well, yeah. I mean, do, do I like to do it or watch it? We'll answer both. Um, I'd probably not want to watch it. Um, well, unless they're like guys I find hot. But a lot of time, amateur stuff is poorly lit. And, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, this now brings out your, your film side. Right, I know. But I mean, but still poorly lit. I mean, I don't want to see all these shadows over a cock. I want the camera on there with a above lighting so I can see how nice it is. Not like I need to have them win Best Cinematography at the Porn Awards. And I'm not really personally into doing it in public space. I'm not against it. Like, when you said that the first thing popped in my head is one of my early sexual experiences, I had sex in a jewelry store. Oh, it, wow. They closed it for the sex, so it wasn't like someone could walk in. Right. But I was in Amsterdam, and that will be a column Ooh, one and I'm day, going the, there next week, so... Oh, I love it. It's my favorite city. Okay, well, I should to... tell you my jeweler's ad. Yes. But, um... And that will be one day one of my um, Throwback Thursday columns, but I walked by this jewelry store, and... You know some glass doors you lock at the bottom? Right. So the jeweler was already on his hands and knees. Okay. So he was locking the store, and I kept walking. You know what, Kevin... One in Amsterdam, do like the Dutch do. I mean, the, the whatever. I was trying to do it like, like one in Rome, but it didn't come out right. right. So I, go, I just turned around, and I just said, if he's outside, I'm going to go talk to him. So he was outside just looking. So he wanted me to. So I go back to the jewelry store, and I go in, and he locks the door again. And this is like, sounds totally like a porn movie I made up. But, um, Hot, I think. I said... Um, I pretended I didn't know where I was. I knew exactly where I was going. He said, do you know where Roadhouse and Strat is? He goes, he shows me on the map, and then he's like kind of rubbing his hard cock in his pants. I like how you're kind of doing that in front <laughs> of me well, right now. Yeah, oh yeah. Don't get too <laughs> no, no, by the story, so maybe you should close your eyes or you'll be rubbing too. No, it's good. And um, he, he's like rubbing his cock, he goes, and he's telling me where it is. He goes, so then I swear to God, I guess I watched too many porn movies, I said... Um, what does a boy have to do in town to have, to have fun? Oh, wow. And he said, well, what do you want to do? I go, I wouldn't mind rubbing that cock for you. This is so porn movie. Yeah, I know. 1997. I you, I watch, don't forget, I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. And, oh, and thanks for the 97 part. <laughs> it's and a go. he goes, well, I have to be someplace to go, well, you look like you're going to explode. I go, so let's just take care of that real quick. So I pulled his pants down and... He jerked a little and shot in my face. Wow. And then I wiped it off. And then he goes, do you want to come back tomorrow for a whole sex? Wow. He gets out his his calendar. Oh, my God. And he put me in his calendar for 3 o'clock the next day. Wow. And then I showed up and he closed. He put a sign. I go, what does that sign say? Because it was in Dutch. He goes, closed for private showing. So Ooh, yeah, you got a showing. Oh, there. I did. It was uh, of his private. Yeah, so it was pretty honest. Wow. And then we had this sex- is such a story. <laughs> like for your throwback. Well, Thursday. yeah, that would be one of throwback Thursdays. And then we had sex on an antique couch. Now, one thing I learned from that too that I carry, which is fun. I love accents. 
Me so, too. So if you're speaking to me in Spanish or French or Italian, I'm like so extra turned on. Right. But German and Dutch and like Chinese and Japanese, uh-uh. Can be a little, yeah. I it, hear it you. It sounds very bossy. I don't Sorry, mind. all of those out there. Right, no, I don't, I, it's all German, I don't mind. I don't mind. I like German. Well, when there's, it just sounded like, you know, like, I do common, you know? So, oh, yes, sir. Yes, right. Now, a little maybe, ordery. Right. If I was wearing leather when we were in that fetish thing, then I would, right, be, you're right I there. would want it. But yeah. to me, you know, since I'm SF romantic bear and all the. You like the romance language. Right. Even if it's right. Because even if it's just for that day, I want to right. sound like it's the romance. Like, yeah. Mi amore. Yeah. So. <laughs> So to, be, so to expect, of course, I don't know how much romance I'm expecting on an antique couch in a closed jewelry store in um, Amsterdam, but still. Hey, yeah. How did the second, when you came back at three o'clock the oh, next day go? Oh, it was so good that when I went back three years later, I walked by his jewelry store. You know, to see if he's still there. And he was. And I go, hey, could you remember me? He goes, yes. Do you want to have a meeting tomorrow at three? Wow. So he put it in his calendar again. So I don't know if it was three years, but it was a couple of years later. I thought, oh, he's probably moved. He forgotten me. I need to walk around the jewelry store. If nothing else, just to see if he's still there and, and see who you're talking about. Are you trying about? to have sex on no, a couch? I w- <laughs> uh, first of all, I mean, unless he's very eclectic in his taste. Right. Um, you know, normally people that would like us don't like both of us because, like, right. I'm a big bear and you're a Latin hottie. <laughs> well, thank you. But yeah, we're different. I would right. say that. Absolutely. Um, with aging, you mentioned earlier um, about coming and you noticed, like, maybe it's harder to come more nowadays. Well, not harder to come. It just isn't. Takes I, a little it, longer. What well, takes longer in a good way? Okay, meaning, you know, oh, right, yeah. Right, like instead of like just touching my nipple, I shoot it, you know? Okay, got it. Because even a lot of it's from experience. Like, sometimes when I'm overly sexually stimulated, I probably could come quick. I just switch to do something else. Like, if someone's doing something a little longer, right. that it's so hot feeling, since I want to prolong the activity, I might switch it up at that point and do something else instead of having them continue. When I was younger, it was all about... Do it as fast as you can to come, because that's because coming is fantastic. Exactly right. So, but to me, then the experience of doing other things and um, so sometimes that is you such kind a of good take point. a break from that one activity and do something else. And to your point with that, um, I've found you know I've gotten more into fetish as I've matured and gotten older, matured um, <laughs> as you're aging. Yeah, and a lot of fetish. Is fetishes um, take a lot more time. Like a lot of people think, ooh, you're whipping each other and this and that. It's like, no, actually a lot of the BDSM culture, um, you don't just run in there and, and say, you know, whip me with the that paddle. Um, it, you have to build up to that. You need people that know what they're doing. And all of that takes time. It's, it's in, in essence, a foreplay and all of that expands the time that you're with somebody, and it's it expands the time just to what you're saying. And also the trust level, because you're giving them the power. Like if you're Absolutely. having somebody um, beat you, which whip you, they're not doing it to be mean or hateful. It's something you're enjoying, but you're right. giving them the trust that they're not taking it too far. Exactly, and it Did does. Did we ever pro- talk about any fetishes before? I don't remember us doing that on the other show. Um, I've done um, several on fetishes. Did we talk? Cause, we haven't. Cause you have thing, a fetish that you like. Well, it's not that. I well okay. I guess into... I guess I enjoy it from my perspective, but I like people with a foot fetish. Oh, okay. Not because I like for them to like my feet. Yes. But they, you know, our feet get tired. Someone with a foot fetish will rub them for hours. They will massage your toes. Yes. They'll rub the bottom of your feet. They'll put lotion on it. People pay for that. Right. So I. So if someone loves feet, I, I said, fine. You're all about it. Yeah. And you yeah. could be. A foot dom, yeah, or you could just because there's. I've talked to different people that are into it, and some like to be, you know, the submissive to that. Or you can just. Some of them just like to worship the feet, and you could just be sitting sitting back and getting that happen to you. Right, so, they could do that, but still, I, I've been with a guy that likes to worship and come on them. Uh huh. And one of my favorites. Or but, you can get jacked off by it too. Yeah. I like, like how I looked at the door. <laughs> yeah, we are in like this conference room, by the way. So I'm, but yeah. Yeah, but the funny thing is, I mean, we've said come and fuck and shit, and you look at the door for fetish, but, <laughs> but, um, one well, no, because I, it's that fetish where two feet 
would jack off a cock. Right. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, because one guy that I, I which is kind of hot. What I, I see think. in New York, your city. I had to cut my feet a little bit, so turn. <laughs> so this really takes like yeah practice in on advance. your end. Yeah, right. It's almost like I got to go to the maybe gym. there's a class. Yeah, right. Because you have to take each foot and sort of bend it, so you put them together. And like it kind a ballet, of, right? Dancer, exactly. So ballet dancers probably good at having feet fucking. Yeah, but because then you kind of make like a hole sort of with your two feet and you put a little lube on it and then right. they rub their cock between it's your almost two like feet. The same thing. What is it? What is it called when a dick goes through a woman's breast? Oh yes. I don't know what that's called, but yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Anybody. Oh yeah. And so you, to me, and I probably like that too. Cause if I was straight, you know, I love women's tits. So I would, right. you'd be I, all over that. Oh yeah. I would love, I mean, I'm a bigger guy. So I like when people rub their cock and my chest and shoot it in my face. Ooh. So, but, but I would like the way I had to demo everything. So then you kind of cup your feet and you make like a little hole, put a little lube there. And then the tighter you are, he squeezes his dick through yeah. your feet. He's so excited because it's your feet. Right. And then he like finishes there, but you know, and, you, and you're fine with it. Right. But I had to, now, now when I see this guy, I have to really limber up my feet cause I don't want to, that's easy to get a Charlie horse. Yeah. And, and that's interesting. So when this person first, brought this up to you, were you like, ooh, I'm not into feet and all that? Or were you like, huh, I don't really have to... Like, he doesn't want you to worship his feet. Right. I mean, He just yeah. likes your feet. Right. So do so was it like, oh, okay, I could do that? I'm pretty much willing to try anything once. I mean, I do have things that really I don't want to try, but... Right. Um, but this one you. was, he was into your... Yeah, I'm thinking, So it's oh. kind of like admiration and, and you know worshiping you right and sometimes i mean when i've been to trade shows where you're on your feet for nine hours right like god let me go on grinder and see look for someone with a foot fetish there you go so i can need my feet rubbed and loved right this minute exactly so the technology of grinder and, and yes. your newfound fetish with this or you know other people's fetish i love that i love that um so there, you really have no issues with like um, aging. If anything, aging and sex has gotten better and better, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think, you know, in my aging process, um, I know, and this isn't just with sex, but like, um, first of all, I think people find me more attractive a little older. Right. Um, you know, and maybe... Me the, too. The bear community has maybe grown more so that I'm more of an attractive person, the bear community. But right. once again, it's all chemistry with the right person. But, like, I think it's... I don't have such hang-ups about caring what other people think. Not that I don't want to... But I used to be so, like, oh, why doesn't he like me? Or, you know, even, like, at work or whatever, I would always care about other people's... A preoccupation but, almost right, but, of, but I still like, like everybody people. has to like you. Yeah, right, and I, I would like if everybody likes me, but if they don't, it's not like I think I did anything wrong. I'm just not for them. And it's always to your saying that I love that you always say 31 flavors. Yeah, and I like, say, as you know, I say that about everything. Yeah. I say it about my hotel job I work for. If you don't like it, there's something wrong, but it's just not your flavor. Right. But And same thing, some people find me extremely attractive, yay, and some people right. find me the ugliest man they've ever seen. I used to like, why? But now it's like, I'm just not their flavor. Right. I can't be a blonde model from the 1980s with washboard abs. But, but one of the things about maturing, aging, whatever we call it in the gay world is that, you know, with the apps, technology is, there's another person that's waiting there. And to focus on somebody or, or why don't they like me? It's like, who cares? You move on. Because there's right. so many other outlets to find guys that will be into you and and as long as you are like waiting on that like you can actually be having you know people that actually want to spend time with you and have great sex right and, right and you know and there's even apps specifically like you know i'm not an agent for who i go out with but one of my favorite apps is uh, mr x which online is daddy hunt oh so now i don't I'm know this dad. one it's called Daddy Hunt. Well, online, if you um, okay. go online, it's so Daddy Hunt. But the, the app is Mr. X, MRX. MRX, okay, right. so got it. So it'll be the same login wherever you do it. So, oh, God. Steve, like yeah. I'm taking notes on the... Oh, like. well, just for fun background information, it was started by Christopher Turner, who's Armistad Maupin's husband. Wow. So tying back to blogging and columns. Yeah. So Armist Christopher Turner is a hot, younger guy. Okay. And um, he's a photographer, 
and he liked older men, and he couldn't find a place to find older men, so he started Daddy Hunt, and coincidentally, Armistad Maupin was on it, who's like 30 years older than he is, and now they're a happily married couple. I need Christopher Turner on the show, right? Yeah, yeah you do. He would be great. So... Okay, so I'm assuming it's both. It's those looking for daddies. And daddies daddies looking looking for the the others. But see, I'm looking for both. I just use it for whatever. I like that. And I find from that one I have less spam than some other ones. Occasionally you get one who's, um, and this is is in my um, blog the other day, where I talked about spotting scams on these apps and websites. And while I'm writing it, some guy did one of the wor- one of the ones that always is one of my favorite scams. He um, really cute pictures, so that's always you know when they're too good to be believed right. or not. He happens to be um, serving our country in Afghanistan. Wow! And he will come back and um, make a home with the right person. Do you know how many gay men air quotes are in Afghanistan? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so to me, that's a spam. He's probably going to ask for money to have him sh- ship that sexy body to yeah. me because I'm so vulnerable. But what I do instead is I write, I'm in Afghanistan too. Let's meet at the Starbucks. <laughs> and I Google, there is a Starbucks. I give him the, the name of the Starbucks. Let's meet at that Starbucks for a cup of coffee. <laughs> I love that. No, you're right about these scams. And we've been reporting on Grindr, uh, um, sharing HIV status, which we're still investigating as well as um, people that are shaming others for being positive as well and so it's nice to know and you know I'm not totally down on grinder, so we will continue to investigate these but it's nice to know about another one that you haven't experienced anything that's doing that which is great well I mean so there far. still are some I'm trying to think of of the apps um, let's see Growler has occasionally I think Bear WWW has had the fewest fakers I've seen. Okay. And the WWW means worldwide woof. Ooh, okay. So. And in general, do you find that um, men are polite and have good cyber etiquette? Yeah, I, I, get a, I see a lot of other people posting stuff where people were rude. I get sometimes rude people, but. Right. Um, yeah, people are mostly polite. To me, though, the, the friendliest thing, which, I mean, it, I used to. Have, when I was younger in these things, when right. people didn't answer, I was like sad. But if you're not interested in me, I don't care if you don't write back. I'd yeah, rather me, you don't that's write what back. I don't do. Right. I don't write back. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, don't say think anything. anything of it. I go, oh, I'm just not for him. Yeah. Instead of like THX, like thanks. Right. You're like, oh, great picture or profile, THX. So to me, that's like thinking, <laughs> I couldn't even spell out the whole word thanks. That's how much I was a little <laughs> No, you're right. It. Yeah, I know. I pretty much just leave it alone. But one guy, I mean... He wasn't mean, but this was so fun. I mean, can you edit your show if you don't yes. like this story? Okay. Um, <laughs> that this, means it's not being edited now. Oh, right. Well, there's this guy, Asian, not my favorite flavor, but I do like, you know, there are ones. And I said, really nice profile, like your picture. And he said, you're one of the hottest guys I've ever seen. I go, thank you. He goes, but I don't want to talk to you because you told me before I was fat and you didn't like me. And I met you at a party, and you ignored me. Wow. And I said, okay, first of all, I never tell people they're fat. I was going to say. I just, if I do, I say it in the night. I go, I usually don't like big guys like me. Right. Because I throw myself in there. Uh-huh. I go, but you seem really nice, and good luck. But I'm more of a chaser type. I never say, you're fat, I don't want yeah, you. Yeah, I can't imagine that. Yeah, so I'm glad you clarified that. But then he still said, no, you said it. And then I go, and also, what party was this? I never <laughs> ignore people. If someone says hi to me at a party, I don't run. I can't imagine, yeah. So he said it was in San Francisco in the mission. I go, I don't even remember going. To, where was it at? What's the venue? It's someone's house. I go, I don't know anybody in the mission. Right, right. And then it turns out, I mean... I think he just has mistaken me with someone who looks similar. Mistaken identity. Because then there was another, you know, I'm on all the apps. Right. I found his profile on the other app where I saved the history. I, I see this sentence about, you know, you're just not my type, but you seem like a nice person. I mean, I, I, I didn't say fatty fuck off. Right, exactly. So, but, you know, that's his perception. But yeah. I think he's mixed me yeah. up with somebody else. Because even if I don't like, I either ignore or if they keep writing, I say it a nice way. But I would never fat shame anybody else or call anybody fat. And besides, you know, the funny thing is, 
It's the same picture in both profiles. I just happened, maybe my taste changed in the months between because I initiated to him and say, nice profile and I like your picture. Right, so yeah, leave it alone there. <laughs> um, well, this has been great because I think you helped so much enlighten us a little bit about this. But um, before you go, I want to talk just really briefly about theater and TV because there's so many, and it's totally off topic, but there's so many uh, shows coming out on Broadway like The Boys in the Band. We've got Angels in America coming back. Um, but there's um, a favorite, there's off-Broadway about open relationships, which I love, um, called, I, I'm going to like... Um, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm blanking on this off-Broadway show. Remember I blanked when I was trying to remember the title of the column I wrote today? Exactly. That's Um, part of aging, by the way. Well, I know, right? Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of... But there's one that you and I saw that isn't necessarily gay-related, but... Oh, can I guess? What? Is it called Summer Colon, the Donna Summer Musical? Yes, yes. And it's like, um, well, I'm so obsessed with the show. I saw it already in previews. I saw it with you in La Jolla, California, thanks to you. And I love it, love it. Can you just tell how much you love it as well? Well, first of all, I have to say to Steve's fans and friends here, <laughs> I am Mr. Theater. I will always say that. But when Steve really likes something... He is the biggest supporter of all time of something if he is the fan. PR. What? I'm like the PR agent. Yes. Like when they had Miss um, Sunset Boulevard (laughs) with Glenn Close. I felt like every week you saw that. Right. So now I'm thinking you've seen the summer musical twice. Yep. Going. um, You better go again because I saw it twice in La Jolla. Okay, so you I'm going. To top me only I'm going and seeing the April show, 28th. not in sexual. Okay, what? April twenty eighth. I'll be okay. going with my sister. Okay. And oh, that will be her second time. Yes. Are you, you going to see it for? Like, oh, how many times did you see um, Lady Day? Three and and same with Sunset Three. So this will be three. And we're both mutual fans of a great singer, Lisa Stansfield. Oh, right. Which I'm going to see. In um, Paris. Right. Oh, and where else have you seen Lisa Stansfield? With you at the at the that, Fillmore. No, but where Al? You flew to Berlin. Oh, to right, see Berlin. Lisa. I saw her in Berlin. Yeah. See, so this is where, like, I'm so proud of Steve as a fan because my whole point of blogging and writing about the arts is I'm trying to promote stuff that I like. I never post when I don't like because I'd rather push the things that I think are good. Right. And Steve will single-handedly see a show more times than anybody on the face of the earth. Like, (laughs) I would think I have the most, the biggest collection of Lisa Stansfield music, but Steve has seen Lisa, and she is not even, I'm sure all your listeners are looking her up right now because she's not a name in the U.S. anymore. Right. She really had one giant hit and a couple minor hits in the late 80s, early 90s. But she's an amazing talent. But Steve is like, I mean, you take fan to a whole new level. And I really, that's one of my favorite artsy qualities oh, about you. thank you. Is it's like, oh, God, Steve is such a supporter. Yes, thank and you. And also, it's not fun to talk to Steve if you don't like the show that he likes. <laughs> right. You would think if you're siding like against his person like you're really telling you don't you're really talking to Glenn Close telling her you don't like well her. but one of the things about aging is that I've lightened up about that so if somebody doesn't like something anymore so much you know I might not want to talk so much about it but I don't okay, really then care I'm going to test you right now okay go okay, we, you might be mad for the rest of the evening hey let's go see Patty Lapone. Hater. <laughs> oh, we just probably had a lot of listeners like, oh, why? Well, we won't even go into it. No. Um, but actually, there's other reasons why I don't, I'm not a huge fan of her, but. Okay, but you know, if, if I don't hear from you later about this, I will agree that you maybe just let things go. And, you know, and to me, I appreciate and respect your defense, okay, of Madonna. Yes. But, um, Still, it's like I because I still like Patty Lapone, but I still agree what she said wasn't good. Now people have to. Why don't you search for that? Like we will Watch tease what you. Live. Yes, search what happens live. Patty Lapone, Madonna. Know. But real quick before you go, um, those two shows, um, 
uh, Boys in the Band and Angels in America. Did you see the Angels in America the first time? Did oh, you have eight hours TV. to see? I saw the okay. cable. That's but what I'm going to do. But I will say I'm very excited about Boys in the Band. I'm kind of also sad. And just for people that don't know, Boys in the Band was a, a play. Yeah, it was at first a play in the early 1970s. The, really the first um, mainstream play with all gay characters. And the movie version, which didn't do well, but it's still good. 1971. Yes, I think 71. It was directed by William Friedkin. It could be 71, maybe 70, because he did did, um, The French Connection in 1971, Oscar, and he did The Exorcist. So here you had a major Hollywood director directing this small movie based upon a play, but... About a, a group of guys that all know each other that are gay that come together for a birthday party in one of the guys' apartments, and it's... Um, there's explosive. There's secrets that come out. It's like any party you'd want to go to. Right. But it's... It, yes. And I wasn't sure I wanted to watch it, but I started watching the film because um, it's available on YouTube. Yes. And um, I, I think I want to see the play because the play has... The best cast. Yeah, the best cast. Can't remember any other names Zachary right Pinto. Um, Matt Bomer. Matt Bomer. Um, Cheyenne Jackson. I don't know if Cheyenne's in okay, it. Okay, well, but he should be then. Who's the one that was in, who I love? He was in Girls and he was... Oh, Andrew um, Reynolds. Reynolds, who I yeah. love. Yeah. But also, real since we're real quicking so I could tell we're almost out of your show. Yes. Um, I'm kind of sad that the play is previewing April 30th because that's the last day to have an opening night for the Tony Awards. Oh. So it will not be eligible for the Tony Awards. Why do you we think they did whole, that? I don't know. They should have opened earlier, because now we, the Tony voters, I mean, it could be great or the pe- a bit piece of crap. I'm voting for great. Okay. Because, you know, I like good stuff to get awards. Right. So they have to wait an entire year. So when the Tony nominations come out in May, don't think they slapped it in the face. It just wasn't eligible. And... To promote Little Things, one of the greatest live productions I ever saw of the boys in the band was at the defunct theater in Portland, Oregon, where they rented a house and used it, the living room, as the theater, which was also the set. Oh. That was so amazing that I talked... Talk about in your face, right? Yes. And I had talked to the producer... Um, of that theater years ago to try to bring that to San Francisco with the same concept. I found a location for it. It almost happened, but the guy that owned the location um, backed out. But th- that this is a powerful show, and to see it in your face. Yes. So if you're in Portland and you're gay supporter or gay, look up the defunct theater, D-E-F-U-N-K-T. I love that. I love it. And Afterglow was the off-Broadway yeah. play that, well, yes, tables, so, um, which deals with open relationships. And Torch Song is opening this fall on Broadway, which I saw off-Broadway. I was off-Broadway, so excited. Off- that was which another I was one. okay with. Um, I know you loved it. Um, it's not my favorite, but um, but a lot of well, gay. Let's edit that part out that's not your favorite. Okay, no. But to tie it all together, yes. so the boys in the band also has elements of aging. Yes. So there's men mostly of the same age, but there's still some a younger one or two thrown in. Absolutely. No, I I will see this. I'm excited. So, Kevin Thomas, this was so awesome doing the show. Thank you, Steve. And remember, your fans and friends can find me on realkev.com, R-E-E-L-K-E-V, and subscribe to my Bear's Tale blog if you want to hear about a sex life of an aging I'm Gay Bear, where I will have flashback, a throwback Thursdays, and current ones each week. I love it. I love it. Thank, thank you, you for Steve. saying that. Oh, thank and you for not kicking me for not saying it. And we will um, list all that as well on our blog. Thank you so much. Thank you. Don't forget, you can go to tagspodcast.com. That's T-A-G-S podcast.com, where you can subscribe to us to get all your updates. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at Talk About Gay Sex. See you next time.
Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.